Hello, you're listening to Thought Starters, a podcast on the business of creativity recorded in the pod at White City Place. I'm Ellie Stuhler. Graphic design and art often interplay, with boundaries regularly blurred, perhaps in the political posters of Carita Kent or in the varied works of Joseph Albers. One element that often link the two together is type, using individual letters or words in a way that either subverts or elevates linguistic communication. In the pod today, two artists whose successful careers have layered an expressive approach to typography with traditional techniques. Uh, my name is Alan Kitching, and um, I'm a letterpress artist. I mean, people ask me all sorts of things like graphic designer, typographer, letterpress printer, and it's all those things, but in a sense, I'm not a printer, I'm not a designer, I'm not really an artist. <laughs> But the typographic artist kind of covers this theme, I think. And my name's Anthony Burrell, and I am a graphic artist. Alan is one of the world's foremost practitioners of letterpress typographic design and printmaking. He has also had solo shows in London and Barcelona and contributed to various group exhibitions, including the Pompidou Centre in Paris, the British Library, and the Barbican Art Gallery in London. Alan is also Honorary Fellow of the Royal College of Art and Visiting Professor at the University of Arts London. Anthony is a graphic artist, printmaker and designer renowned for his persuasive, upbeat style of communication. He studied graphic design at Leeds Polytechnic before completing his MA in the Royal College of Art. His work has been exhibited at the Tate Modern, the V&A and the Barbican. His poster reading, Work Hard and Be Nice to People, has become almost ubiquitous in both homes and offices. In March, the two collaborated for the first time. Yeah, I don't really think of myself as a graphic designer or a, yeah. or as a, an artist or, you know, I'm kind of, I'm an, yeah. It's, it's an area, it's hard to define, but in, in the, um, the present art world, Today, uh, because there's so many factions of um, people mm. doing related things around that area with, yeah, w- with yeah. language, with words, with texts, and so on. And uh, as soon as you try and pigeonhole it, it sort of like sounds a bit too kind of fixed. And yeah, yeah, I think well, you know, there are elements of poetry in it. Yes. You know, we're both yeah. in, interested, but it's kind of. I think it's it's about choosing the right words. In combination, to kind of, to kind of suggest yeah. some, you know, yeah. something else. I mean, I, I like to take um, lines of of certain poetry which I come across, and try and uh, visualise the words, mm. which sounds a bit kind of uh, demeaning in terms of the, of the original poet, but I like, like to think it's a kind of again, it's sort of a sort of collaboration between me and whoever the poet I've chosen. Mm. I've sometimes taken the, head, you know, the title of the poem or the first line of it and just done something with it too. I would hope that would enhance the, um, the, you know, the meaning of the words, mm. uh, sort of visualise them more. Like, for instance, I'm doing, um, at the moment, we'll go, back to, we'll, we'll go back to our project in a minute. Okay. <laughs> the thing I'm doing this very minute, it's something I've always wanted to do, it's just the two words, firebird, because um, the piece of music by Stravinsky, wonderful as it is, I just thought the title was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And the word, you know, the word fire and the word bird combined. So it's things like that I'm trying. I'm working on at the moment. Um, 
Whether that enhances the music at all, in the end, I don't know. But um, it's just that kind of response to those two words. Yeah, I think it, it's it's almost like a collage approach, isn't it? Yeah. Where you, you take in existing things. Yeah. So you know, we we take words and wood type, and yeah. you know, kind of combine things in that way. I think. I think I, I realised a few years ago that my my thing is collage or, you know, combining found elements yeah. in, in, in a different way. Your found texts, mm, which mm. you pick up and then you yeah. you recon, reconstruct with the wood, le- wood letters and yeah. get it printed, you know. mm. yeah, yeah. It is that kind of collage, I suppose, yeah. yeah. And I think it's those ideas of uh, kind of originality and and you know where, where, where do you get your where do you conjure up your ideas from and you know it's all that all that stuff and I think it's about observation yeah. and it's about finding things that that you want to combine to to make your own work in a new exactly, way exactly yeah I'm, I'm one is also on the lookout or responding to certain things mm. so so we first met I suppose it was 1989, wasn't it? Um, well, uh, I met Anthony at the Royal College of Art, the real one down in South Kensington. Yeah, yeah. When, when not, the, not when, the one over here. <laughs> <laughs> when the letterpress department used to be yeah. in the little annex in the V&A. Beyond the V&A, yeah, yeah. off Exhibition Road. And I went there in 88, 89. When did we go there? Uh, I I started in eighty nine. Did you know? Yeah. Same so time. we kind of started at the same time. Yeah, I didn't realise that. Yeah. And um, <laughs> at that time, the computer was just coming in into into the graphic design business, if you like. I think. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like it wasn't as ubiquitous as it is now. Computer it's totally relied reliable tool. The digital the digital age hadn't really got going. We were on the cusp. We're on the course. Uh, yeah. And anyway, um, I went there to teach graphic design. That was my uh, original, you know, role, as it were. And it got to the point where uh, I've been there about a year, I think. Um, I didn't want to teach graphic design. No. <laughs> because I, I couldn't, the computer wasn't really my thing. But they did have the printing, letterpress printing workshop. Mm. It had been there for years and years. But it was in, it was in total decline at that time. And um, but still used by one or two people, but only intermittently. And uh, I said to the technician, Mick, you remember Mick? Yeah, Mick Perry. Mick Perry. I said, look, I said, I'm thinking of going to start my own course here on, based on letterpress typography. Would you uh, be interested in helping me to do it? Because he was employed by the college mm. you know, full time. I was only there one day a week. And he, and, he, and he was, because, you know, he realised that if the whole thing closed down, he'd lose his job anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it would all disappear. Um, so what I did, the Royal College of Art is probably the, one of the few places in the world where you can do this. You can, make, you can more or less do what you like. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I remember someone said to me once, you know, Oxford and Cambridge are the only other two places. You must never ask permission to do anything. No, no. You just get on with it and do it until yeah. somebody says stop. Yeah. So I took that sort of idea and um, put my notices on the college, college-wide, and uh, it said on the little poster, like A4 poster, you know, a very modest thing, and I printed it onto uh, different departmental notice boards. So I got, um, I said, I'll be on a Thursday morning at, uh, you know, 10 o'clock. Mm. 
anybody comes, welcome, you know. Mm. And I went outside, and I, I got there that morning, and there was like six people in the corridor from different departments, not just graphics. And it lasted as long as I was there. Mm. And uh, I was there 16 years in the mm. end. Mm. And the I always say that it was the students who saved that stuff. Yeah. Well, I think for me it was... Um, because it was in a separate building from the rest of graphic yeah, design, I could right. kind of go down there and hide from yeah. everyone and, and yeah. just kind of um, just play around with type, really. Yeah, that, that's what that was it. But then, then the, the, I think then what happened was I made them more structured. I used to set briefs, which used to last th three weeks. Mm. Then I'd, I'd have a new group, and the whole thing built. And after the after the first year, I said to I said to them, "Look, uh, we're going to have an exhibition." All the first year's work, mm. so don't throw anything away. All the rubbish, mm. all the proofs, all the bits of scrap paper. I had a big box in the, in the workshop, a big cardboard box. I said, put all the rubbish in that box every time you leave at, at, the, at night. And at the end of the, end of the year, we'll sort it out. Mm. And we stuck it on the walls in one of the galleries. We made the exhibition. We covered one wall with all this rubbish, <laughs> like a big giant collar. Then the actual work was on the other three walls like that. And we printed our own invitation cards and sent them, sent them, sent them out to everybody. And I said, even if people don't, don't come, then at least they know about it. So all the art directors, editors, all the magazines and newspapers, they all got one in the post. Yeah. So even if they, some came, not all of them, but they all knew about it. So yeah. then it got picked up with magazines. And slowly it built like that. And it was very thrilling for the students, I remember the time. They're absolutely thrilled. The piece of work got reproduced in the magazine, and, and I made sure that so you got to credit the, the, the student with it. And they were thrilled a bit. Mm. Of the first time they see the name in print, you know. And it was very, very satisfying to, to do, that, do that. So the whole thing kind of grew, and it took off itself. Yeah. And I suppose, you know, if that hadn't happened, then the letterpress department, you know, it would have been trashed, like, yeah, you know, like it was. Yeah, it survived because yeah. of all that, and um, it, got, it got publicity, mm. and um, and it kept myself in a job, you know, I kept, <laughs> I was there a day a week for the last six, six, six yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was great, I mean, it, all the students who came through, I, I met these students like, like Anthony, you know, years, years later, and they all say, oh, you have a great time in your workshop, mm. you know, it was only like <laughs> a of weeks or so, you know. <laughs> I, th I, th I think it's just that thing, you know, let letterpress especially is mm. is really good at, at, at kind of showing you how to use type and how to yeah. position type yeah. on a page yeah. and and you know the because you're using physical objects yeah. to print with it 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 kind of gives you that relationship yeah. that I think you don't get working on screen. Well, it makes it very real, someone with a mm. big block of wood. Yeah, and you sting it up. And, uh, you know, I've, I've said this, that it's uh, the quickest method of making an image. Mm, mm. So I, you know, I can get an image quicker than you can kind of, you know, do your print. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then if, you do, if it isn't right, you don't have to worry about it. No. You, know, you just no. do another one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so thinking about our recent collaboration. Yeah. We, we just met up for a, for a lunch, didn't we? Uh, Probably about a year and a half ago or something like that. Just about that time, yeah. Uh, well, I thought, I thought you said, didn't you send me an email or something? Or yes, yeah. I might have sent you an email. So what I said to Anthony was that um, when he suggested a collaboration of some kind, I mean, neither of us knew what it would be, but um, so I said to him, I said, look, uh, it's a very interesting idea, except all your work is black and white yeah. and all mine is in colour. 
So how do we reconcile that? <laughs> but kind of worked it out as we went along, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it, 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 we kind of, um, yeah, we just chatted about stuff yeah. and we kind of had a few ideas. And, but yeah. we didn't really write anything down. We, no, we no, just kind of, um, so we had, we had that phrase, more joy. Yeah. And you got, I was very keen to get my hands on your large bits of right. wood type. Yeah. So you got uh, so you got some large bits of type out. There were the type we use is like eighteen inches high. Yeah, know, yeah. Big, big. Well, big old poster type. So what? Um, so where did you get that type from? It's quite an interesting story. I've got a, a vast collection of wood letter. I've, uh, it's all housed in my studio in Ke in uh, South London in Kennington. And we got we acquired that in nineteen ninety six. With my late Mrs. Celia Stothard, who was a very good designer and very enthusiastic and good, good typographer. And we came across this um, collection that was being, the printer's being closed down mm. in Somerset, in a little tiny village called Rington. Um, and he was the biggest cinema, theatre, poster printer in Britain. Mm. He had huge machines and a vast collection of type. And he was selling it up. And we went into this barn place, we had all this type, and it was just black with type. And I looked through some of the cases, and he, I said, oh, that's a nice font, that's a nice face, and so on. <laughs> he, said, he said, oh, you can't just take what you, he said, if you want anything, you've got to take everything. You've got to yeah, buy the yeah. lot. <laughs> Job lot. It was, it was vast. It, was, <laughs> it took us like a year and a half to move it. Yeah, yeah. But we did, and that's where it came from. Yeah. And now it's, I regard it as my palette. Yeah, yeah. And I use only use that. I don't use anything else. No. I don't get blocks made. I don't do. I don't go outside it because I don't need to. There's so much from, from letters like half an inch high mm. to letters nearly two feet high. Yeah. You know. So they're they're probably late Victorian, aren't they? They'll be at uh, least they'll be years. eighteen um, eight. What, what was it? Eighteen uh, eighty. Mm. Mid Victorian, I think. Yeah, yeah. Earlier. And then uh, I think it was more recent, that it too, in the, um, you know, 30s, I guess, yeah, 40s. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, some of the original bigger stuff would, would have been that, from that earlier time, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so we we kind of proofed, proofed the layout at first, didn't we? Because yeah. you, you proof on, on sheets of glass, is it glassine? It's, it's, kind it's of a transparent paper, paper glassine. Yeah. They can overlay things and see through and mm -hmm. so on. So we did a rough, didn't we? Hmm. Uh, which then we, we kind of agreed upon the layout. Yeah. And I took it down to uh, to Rye. Yeah, yeah. To, to your place. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, are, you, are we talking about the printer? Yes. Um, well... Not quite. Not quite. Well, no. let's, shall we talk about it now? Well, what I'm going to say was that... The, the thing I'll never forget is that uh, we had the layout. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a major thing, but it was, you know, the actual size mm -hmm. of the job, 20 mm -hmm. by 30 yeah, inches. yeah. Double crown, and um, I was going to go down to uh, to Anthony's to uh, start the pro project. He said, "Oh, he said the the, print, the printer's lost the layout." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we and they got the presses, haven't they? Yeah. So they got a Heidelberg cylinder press yeah. and a Wharfdale. Yeah, and a Wharfdale. Yeah. So yeah, impressive stuff. So what? what so what did you think when you came down there? Well, um, when I went into the comp room, the that's where they keep the type, the composing room, as it used to be called, and the machine room, which is next to it, it was a total time war because 
when I served my apprenticeship in ni- in the fifty in the middle fifties, mm. that's where I, that's where I was. You know, mm, mm. that's what printers used to look like. Yeah, yeah. Total mess. <laughs> stuff everywhere. Well, we were, uh, t- we were talking about the the environment, weren't we? That yeah, the, you know, yeah. everywhere it's a complete mess. Yeah. But yet this they produce the most pristine, precise it, that's it, that's work. That's sort of uh, the the oddity about it. Mm. It's, um, out of this chaos becomes. Mm. Um, yeah. Out of this, uh, yeah, uh, out of, yeah, what's the phrase? Oh, yeah, it's, out of, uh, it's to do with lions and, and bees and yeah, things. Yeah, out, out, of, out, of, out, of, out of the strong comes for sweets or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Uh, a bit like that, yeah. Um, so you're working inside this chaos with a little oasis of clarity. Yeah, yeah. Not a machine. And, yeah. And the guys who run it are very precise. Yeah, right? um, so Derek... Is the comp? Yeah. So he he sets type. So yeah. uh, you were quite impressed by his comping skills. I was. Yeah. I could tell straight away. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. he uh, Derek's been there since since the nineteen sixty two. I think yeah. he started yeah. there. Well, in those days, that letterpress printing was the was the way to do it. You know, yeah. The only way to yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's, it's retained its um, original. Ambience. Yeah, it's an incredible all place. This, all those yeah, years. yeah, yeah, and it's five minutes from where I live. <laughs> You're listening to Thought Starters, recorded in the pod at White City Place. In conversation today are artists Alan Kitching and Anthony Burrow. Um, see what I do in my prints. Uh, I all the prints I do that the hand inked with a hand roller, which makes them very individual. Each one's slightly different. It, it's kind of it's more like a, a kind of art, you know, like an yeah. artist's approach to r- rather than you know producing something that's that's printed in one color or whatever. It's kind yeah. Of, uh, I mean, it, uh, in a way, I go against the ethos of uh, what printing is meant to be. Mm-hmm. Which is all identical copies. Yeah, and yeah. What we not what we're doing is, I mean, the things you would do are identical. The ones you're selling, you're doing um, yeah, multi, the, multi, yeah, million editions. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they got to be. But uh, for this particular project, this collaboration, uh, and this is where we kind of join together in terms of um, the use of colour. So we started handing the press, mm, didn't we? Mm, handing mm, the mm. type on yeah, the press. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's quite. Um, it's not a usual thing to do, is no, it? And not, I, I no. think um, Ian, who who prints, yeah. he he was he was quite. He couldn't work out what we were trying to do. <laughs> I think but, you, got, you got the message in the end. Yeah, yeah. After we, yeah, after we'd kind of worked through it, but it's, it's yeah. kind of. I think that's the interesting thing. It's like you're using this huge uh, press yeah. to produce very delicate yeah. kind of handmade yeah. work. Yeah. It's incredible, really. So you had to stop the press every other one. Mm. So again, that was against the use of the press. You know, that press meant to run and run and run. Yeah, yeah. Continually. And we were stopping and starting it every two minutes. So we, we each had like a little workstation, didn't we? We, we did. We, with our inks and little rollers. And it is blue, <laughs> I did red. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we, we'd kind of ink a little bit up yeah. and then put it through the press a couple of times. That's right. And we found that the, the first print came out a bit too bright. Yeah. And then the second print, is just the right kind of subtlety. Because yeah. you're taking one layer of ink off. Yeah. And you're printing again without an ink, really, yeah. in a sense. Um, so anyway, it kind of worked out, didn't it, in the end? Yeah. I think it was, it was very nice. And then we went for lunch, didn't we? 
We did. Um, <laughs> Anthony took me to this wonderful pub called the Mermaid Inn in Mermaid Street in Rye. Been there since 1400? Yeah, yeah. Quite old. And again, old that place. hasn't changed either. <laughs> no, no. I think Rye in particular is an amazing place. You know, yeah, it, it's, it's kind of, yeah. um, it, it, the whole place is 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 like a, a kind of time capsule, really. Yeah, the whole thing is a time capsule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely. Um, so so what's next? Well, I know we, we've talked about doing some more prints, haven't we? Yes. Uh, other, other, other short words. Yeah. Which we could um, empower, as it were, with uh, yeah, yeah. colour and, um, you know, the, the, the layout, the disposition of the letters. Yeah. Uh, as, as I said earlier, try to enhance the... Uh, the meaning of the word itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is the joy of it, I suppose. Yeah, more well, joy. More joy, that's what I need. <laughs> um, well, I think it's interesting because um, um, people both know our names and I don't know if many people knew that you taught me at the Royal College, so I, th I think it's quite interesting that, is, yeah. that we've kind of... Yeah, I didn't teach anybody anything at the Royal College. No, no, well, yeah. You teach yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the idea, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I think it was taught me more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the, I think, it, you know, the the idea of, you know, we, we both approach letterpress, yeah. you know, we come, yeah. come at it from different ways. And I think it's kind of demonstrating how versatile letterpress is. Even, even the, you know, it's, yes. it's a kind of age-old yes. technique. You know, yeah, it's like it, it hasn't really changed since change. since Caxton invented it. Yeah. Since the Chinese invented it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, um, yes, uh, and I've done it. I've, had, I've done workshops in my studio in Kennington with um, with school children mm, mm. from local schools, uh, and they found it uh, you know sort of fascinating subject to do because they, this is very direct. Yeah, to ink a piece of wood and then just press a piece of paper onto it, mm, mm. and there you got an image. Yeah, I think it's that, that thing when you're setting it as well, and it's all back to front and it's upside all back down. Back to front, upside down. <laughs> So it's a kind of magical process that yeah, you yeah. reveal something. Yeah, yeah. Like out of a hat, you know. They're, they're <laughs> the thing that I love about it is that you, you set the type and then you print it and then you finish printing and you take the type apart yeah. and the actual thing doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. The, the only evidence of it that it existed is, is the yeah. print. Yeah, so right. I like that as well. I like it. I mean, you could say it's the ultimate uh, recycling process. It's, it's it, very green. Everything <laughs> gets reused and reused all over again. Yeah. Nothing gets destroyed. No, no. You don't spoil anything. So it's a very uh, ecologically sound... Um, yeah, yeah. And even the misprints, you know, the ones that didn't come yeah, out yeah, right, are, right, are yeah, more yeah. often than not more interesting than the... Yeah, I mean, people have done books on that, haven't they? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> things that they're thrown away, you know. Yeah. Found in a waste paper basket. Mm, lovely stuff. <laughs> yeah. I think we both find words very interesting and kind of you know that's that's yeah. that's our subject matter really is yes. words and ideas yes. and i think that's something that 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 i find that people connect with words very directly so you know rather than making a, mm -hmm. a, a kind of a painting and people asking you what's that about it's kind <laughs> of like well can you read those words that's yeah. what it's about mm -hmm. so I, i've i've always been drawn to art with words in it and I think that's I think that's something that uh, it's it still feels like a very 
current thing, doesn't it? Even, I suppose even more I think than so, ever, really. Um, I, uh, I have exhibitions occasionally from time to time. I, I, I have a gallery which I work with. who are quite well established. And um, they took me on ten years ago. Um, and I'm the only one in the, in the, in the stable, if you like, in advanced mm. graphics, uh, who deals with texts. Mm. The, the whole rest are printmakers and, you know, proper artists, if you like. <laughs> Um, anyway, they took me on, and um, the, 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 you know, I'm glad to say they've, they've sold, you know, things now and again quite steadily. Not, not a great rush, but so to answer your question, just people kind of look at words and think, well, I might, do, I might, I like to have that on my wall, you know. So, um, and then as I said, if you can sort of add more to it. Uh, and make it look a bit more appealing, just the words as well. I think. Yeah, I, th- I think pe- I think people are kind of. I don't know. I think that there's an appreciation of words and yeah. you know words in art, and I think well chosen words. Yes. And I think, you know, you do see a lot a lot of stuff around the place that is, yeah, quite quite. I don't know. It's 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 kind of it's interesting that people are kind of picking up on things. I don't I don't know whether it's, you know, whether it's something that looks good on social media, you know, it's like when people take photograph of yeah. words, you know, it's some it's something that just seems to connect very quickly with people. I think it does. And I think posters on the walls on on hoarding still have a power. Mm. To persuade and people almost read stuff all the time. Yeah, know? yeah. You can't help it, can you? No, no. I think so. <laughs> There's a great skit in the, the Monty Python uh, thing about uh, people in, in people in the, in the train reading the paper. You know. Yeah, and, um, yeah. Everyone goes in and reads the paper, and then one guy didn't. He didn't have. He didn't have. He didn't have a paper or something, and um, he had nothing to read. And he's scudding around the, around the, going down the carriage like that. And he saw the he saw the label as jacket of this his next door neighbour his jacket labels to get out yeah with a few words on it you know and he was and he was he was he was he was craning his neck to to read the read the yeah, label yeah. On his, inside his jacket <laughs> he had to read something you know <laughs> I think it's it's that whenever you see somebody else reading something you mm. always want to read see what they're reading yeah, about the it's it's always more interesting than yeah. than what you've got to read. <laughs> But yeah, I think uh, yeah we're kind of bombarded by yeah, by yeah. ideas and so therefore if you make it like your things are particularly um, stark in a way mm, mm. that's where they stand out I think yeah you know, there's just that, there's those few words mm. on the poster mm. and they're very compelling and they're very kind of you know you can't not read it yeah yeah <laughs> and they they're normally quite short as well and they're very short yeah yeah, yeah. You get it in one take like yeah, that. yeah yeah I th- I think that kind of comes from because you know, after leaving college, I worked commercially in in advertising and, and stuff for about ten years, and it was kind of you know you, you're trying to get the message across really quickly yeah. and very simply. Yeah. And I think I I kind of I use I use those skills to to, to start making my own work and and kind of yeah short short messages, yeah. memorable things. Yeah, my thing is a bit more complicated than that. Sometimes it's mm. too, too complicated, really. <laughs> But um, I'm getting, you know, getting the hang of it. I'm getting the hang of it. <laughs> Under your influence. Yeah. <laughs> that was artists Alan Kitching and Anthony Burrell. 
This has been Thought Starters, recorded in the pod at White City Place. Thought Starters is a Deanna Co. project for White City Place, produced by David Michon and recorded and edited by Sean Cook. To find out how you can record your own podcast at White City Place, find us at whitecityplace.com or on Twitter or Instagram with the handle at whitecityplace or shoot us an email at podcast at whitecityplace.com and subscribe to Thought Starters on iTunes, Acast and Stitcher. Give us a rating and write us a comment. It really helps. We'll see you next time.